What makes a watch elusive and alluring? How did Tag Heuer and the world of racing form such an indelible relationship? We've got a very special guest to help answer these questions. He's an entrepreneur, a lover of watches and the art of watchmaking. His name is George Bamford. George sat down with Nicholas Biebeck, Heritage Director at Tag Heuer, to talk about his genuine passion for watches and watchmaking. Oh, and we found the perfect backdrop for this conversation, the 2022 Grand Prix de Monaco Historique. George and Nicholas are good friends. They go back a long way. And so they started the interview by talking about their friendship and the thrill of being in Monaco during the historic Grand Prix. Take it away, Nicholas. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I'm your host, Nicholas Bebeck, and I'm very pleased to say today I'm here with one of my very dear friends in the watch industry, Mr. George Bamford. We've known each other for years now, and to be able to work more closely together since I've joined Tag Heuer has been an immense pleasure. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. God, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. It's awesome to be here, really. And, uh, you know, you're totally right. We, we've known each other for so long. And um, I'm pleased that you're a tag hoyer because we can work very, very closely together. And I, th- I, I agree with you. It, it's, it's kind of, it feels like a culmination of a period of time. And now it's kind of coming to this and sitting here and, and on your podcast. I mean, like, this is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much, George. And I think we can share with everyone that we're sitting here in Monaco recording during the historic Grand Prix. So okay. a nice little bit Another of tick. Uh, colour to add. Oh, it is. Be- I've, I've got a grin from ear to ear. Um, the launch of the new Monaco Golf. Uh, that for me was just uh, it was a great launch. And then going out there today and seeing those cars and seeing everything, you, you see the heritage of Tag Heuer coming in from Hoyer to Tag Heuer, all in those cars. I mean, they've got the old stickers, the old this, they've got, and you see the old racing drivers with their Monacos on in Monaco. I'm like, how cool is this? What, what more could you ask for? Oh. But I think before we dive into uh, the world of motorsport <laughs> and racing, no, it's great for us to get carried away on this. I really wanted to, uh, you know, some of our audience may not be familiar with exactly who you are, George. So I thought the best place to start was a little uh, synopsis of who is Mr. George Bamford and uh, what got you into the watch world. Do you know, honestly, I keep on trying to figure out who Mr. George Bamford is every day. But um, no, how did I get um, started into um, watches? Actually, I can go back to the original Monaco. Um, You know, my first proper watch was a Formula One. That illuminated dial, that was one of those things that, for me, it was just such a great watch. And sadly, uh, that uh, disappeared to an ex-girlfriend, but I, I, that's another story. But um, my first memory of a, of a watch was Steve McQueen, Le Mans, with those wonderful sub-registers, that blue dial. And that's kind of really how I started. Um, I, I, my first real kind of um, lightning bolt on watches was on a non-Tag Heuer brand where I stripped it and rebuilt it over Christmas. And, I, I, and that was, you know, I'm dyslexic. So for me, that was me learning about how watches work. Um, I've always loved the design of watches. I've loved what goes into watches. Um, and, you know, that beating heart of the movement. I always wanted to figure out. And so in 1996, I, I, I got given a watch for Christmas and uh, Boxing Day, it was in pieces. Um, and I used a glasses, screwdriver and a pen, a pen knife to do it. So that's kind of um, my first kind of foray into watches. But I think flea market trader, I, I used to go to, I lived in New York and I used to go to um, flea markets and trade watches. And so you'd always go through, and that, I think I had a, a grounding in 
tag Hoyer's history by going to them and finding a Manhattan, a Camaro, a, you know, a, there's some wonderful pieces that, you know, you look at all of the different history of them. I mean, there's some that I'm still discovering. So that's the great thing about tag Hoyer's, you can discover everything. And I think that's, that's a nice topic to explore a bit further because, you know, I know, and we're probably going to cover it a bit more, that you have a big passion for cars and motorsport, as oh, yes. does the rest of your family. But was it that that brought you to Hoyer and Tag Hoyer, or was it the design? I mean, which of these two factors or a balance of the two? Do you know, for me, I think Hoyer, Hoyer when, and, and it was Tag Hoyer and Hoyer, I, you know, I, I always loved because it was design. It was design forward. Um, but I think it was those wonderful two sub-registers that I remember sitting in the crooks of my father's arm watching um, Le Mans. And it was kind of like there was a ritual. It was either Formula One or Le Mans most weekends. It may have been another um, uh, guy that uh, kind of becomes a spy, but you know, it was, the two, it was a few things. But Le Mans was my thing where you could see, and I, I, it wasn't my favorite movie, but what I loved about it was it was just family. And we would sit there, and I'd sit in the crooks of his, his arm and I'd watch this. And so I think, I think it's just kind of ingrained into my mind and and I keep on coming back to it. It's one of those things that, you know, I keep on feeding my addiction by, and you keep on launching new watches that kind of keep on feeding my addiction. But it's one of those things where I look at it and I think, do you always keep coming back to it? Yes, I do, because there's so much more. Where quite a lot of brands, there is probably six or seven derivatives of that watch and you know you can go bang 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 but there's not much to explore more it's you know you can turn up and I, I always remember the um, when I was growing up there was a, uh, a very very cool guy and he uh, he had a um, I think it was a calculator on his wrist and this this was a guy and we were on holiday and I saw it on his wrist and and I was a younger kid and looking at him and I, and he had this calculator and I was just like that's so cool and it and then and I was just like always thinking about he wasn't wearing the same as everyone else and you know he had he was wearing flip flops and he was just like this cool I just remember, and it was very, it's kind of one of those visceral things of like remembering the whole experience. And it was a, a kind of a seminal moment for me. And, and that calculator with that blue with the orange flame and, and he had it on, and this wonderful um, kind of canvas strap. And I was just like, actually, this is such a cool watch. And so I think Hoyer and Tag Hoyer have really linked to me. And, you know, it's been... I, you know, it's wonderful working with you guys. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, this is so much fun. Yeah. You know, it is a brand that, you know, well, you think about what you did for the Miami Grand Prix. I mean, like, how cool was that? I mean, like, and even here, I'm like, you know, you do things in different way. And, and it's the, just, it's, it's kind of not taking it so seriously. It's saying, hey, look, we, we're a brand that understands racing. We understand actually connecting to customers. And we also understand actually having fun, you know, instead of being kind of some, you know, some brands, and you can see some brands, they're very stuffy. Yeah, I mean, I think you raised some very, very good points there. You know, the, the depth of the collections that we have, okay, many of us are very focused on the golden era of the brand, you know, the 60s and 70s, but since I've joined the business, there's so much to explore in the, the, the Tag Heuer era, you know, the fully contemporary era, oh, yeah. all the way back to the 30s and into the late 19th century as well. So, you know, that that breadth as well as the depth is is really interesting. And, you know, this 
indelible link towards uh, motorsport. You know, it's Definitely. so closely connected. So, I mean, whilst we're sitting here in Monaco enjoying the historic Grand Prix, you know, what, what do you think it is that emotional connection between the watch and the cars? Not, not necessarily directly Hoyer and Tag Hoyer, but what do you think brings these two disciplines together? I don't, I, 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 you know, it was quite interesting. I was talking to a few people um, by their cars and I was asking them what watch, you know, what have you got on your wrist? What's, and predominantly they had a Tag Heuer on their wrist. And I think the thing is that when you, you understand the mechanical side, it's almost, you know, Jack Heuer, as you know, has really solidified the relationship with racing together with, with Tag Heuer. I mean, you look at how that's happened, and now it's been pushed further. Frederick has just gone, we're going into the racing. You know, what you've done with Formula One, I mean, that is awesome. You know, that relationship with Red Bull and the relationship with Porsche, it's just each of these things are, are kind of coming back and saying, this is what we're doing. I've also got to, I'm kind of talking about one thing, I hate coming to your museum. I hate it beyond belief. The reason is because every time you say about modern day back into the 30s, I hate going there because every time I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I want that watch. I want that watch. I want that watch. I haven't seen that watch. And those are the things where I think to myself is this voyage of discovery, the voyage of discovery. You cannot not discover something new. And that's something that I, I mean, you did take me back into the, the, the back archives and I was just like, okay, I, I really, you know, my bank balance is going to hate me on this. But it was like each time I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love that. And I think that's the cool thing. But I think that's what the guys down on the track, you know, when, and it is my go-to race, you know, when you're grabbing a watch, what, and I, I'm sitting in a car and I'm like, what shall I drive and what shall I wear? It is predominantly a, a tag Heuer because you just put it on your wrist and you go, it fits. You know, the dash timers in the car are a tag Heuer. Mm. You know, I, I keep on sending you photographs. Of, I've got an Ortavia, um, an Ortavia dash timer and it just sits in the car and, and it's just... And it just, it makes me smile. And so then when you're driving and you've got, and I've got, you know, another watch on my wrist, I'm like going, well, what the hell am I doing with this? I've really got to have, because it fits with the car. And it's, so I think that's where was very clever back in the day. I don't think he was tr trying to be clever on it. He was just like, this is a market. These are my friends. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And looking at it today and going, oh my God, this is just a proper connection into cars that isn't a fake connection and that's what you know you can dig down on quite a lot of brands and they say oh we're doing this or we're doing that or we've got this rally or whatever it is and they're not they're not the car fanatics the brands that are the car fanatics the brands that really connect the brands you know that the ceo races cars the brands that you know if you think of tag Heuer, they or you know back in the jack hoyer was the guy that was sitting there and kind of saying, hey, you, you need to be wearing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was very lucky to spend a full day with Jack very recently. And I was explaining to him how today, you know, we're so closely connected to motorsport and how much it means to us. And he said, oh, you know, actually all those deals I did and all those drives I engaged, actually, that was pretty smart, wasn't it? And I said, <laughs> absolutely, Jack. Like it was one of the best things you ever did, you know, and he formed this blueprint and this prototype for what, you know, brand ambassadors are today, sponsorship with teams, every competitive Formula One team today has a watch partnership. Jack was the very first guy to do that. So it goes to show 
you know, how important this connection is. And today, obviously, we have the, the relationship with Porsche, which feels yeah. so symbiotic and complete. Uh, you know, it's really a match made in heaven. But it's a long-term partnership. Absolutely. That's, that's the thing is, you know, I, I, there's a watch, and I've forgotten the reference, so I'm really kind of... But there was the digital Ferrari watch. Ah, yes, yeah. Um, the chrono split. Yeah, yeah. The chrono split. So I've got it, and I put it on, and it's... And, you know, I've got some what I call very cool watches, but some people think are ugly. And it is... It's kind of... <laughs> Of a weird, ugly, beautiful watch, but the thing is, that partnership was there for for that partnership was so long, mm-hmm. and you you've got iconic people wearing a tag wear that, you know, they weren't even given the watch, yeah. so that was kind of the thing. So, George, I, I want to touch on one topic, which is, you said, it, and it's always a pleasure to welcome you to the museum, but you say you're like a kid in a candy store and oh. you want to buy everything. Are there any big references that, you know, you're still hunting, anything that you feel is like your white whale and anything that you really hold in a high regard that you might already have? You know, what are the oh, king references? Oh, my God. There is two that I keep on, keep on looking and keep on missing out. One of them is the Dark Lord. Uh, this, for me, is one of the coolest watches that um, every time I've gone, oh, yeah, and then it, I miss the price or I don't like the quality or it's just something always knocks me in. And it, it kind of really is my my kind of unicorn inside, you know, or uh, the Eleanor-type yeah. scenario. It's every time I'm like, and I keep on, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's gone for this price now, and then it's gone for this price. So for me, the Dark Lord or that wonderful black case, you know, with that little pop of orange and just everything about it's just it is one of those amazing amazing watches um i think also because we're talking about monaco we've got to talk about the v4 Mm -hmm. um i love the v4 i keep on there's a a carbon v4 that is just and i can't I, i can't find one and every time I found one, I've never trusted where it's come from. So for me, the Carbon V4, I think, those two, if I could kind of say to you, because both of them inspired the Bamford Monaco or the, the Tag Heuer uh, Monaco with Bamford, but it was that forged carbon case with, with that black on black, with the, you know, everything about it. Those two watches inspired that watch. Mm. So, it, and that was probably me itching... Uh, something that I missed out on and I wanted these and then you put it together in one watch so it's kind of you know I've taken two ideas into one so those two I'd probably say are the uh, the um, the watches the great, that loves. great loves but uh, I also think that Dark Lord is is we know is synonymous you you redid it um, in carbon um, for um, the only watch that was amazing of course, I missed out on that. It was out of my budget. But it was one of those things I looked at and I was like, this is damn cool. And when you turn it over with that glass case back and all those things, that for me was one of the coolest things. And, and this is one of the kind of iconic pieces as well as like the Steve McQueen, the classic and the golf, golf partnership. I mean, these, you know, you think about most brands would look at some one of these things and go, oh, you know, we've, we've made it. You know, you think of Tag Heuer has got so many. You can run on the Carrera, you can run on the Monaco, you can run on, you know, even the Monza, you can run on these watches, Silverstone. You think about every iconic, iconic racetrack. Daytona. I'm like, what the hell? You've got a Daytona. 
you know, from the racetrack. It is, so each reference I think is absolutely amazing. So, you know, that, and every time I come to you, it is a pain in the ass. I'm sorry to say that. And I really, because it's every time you show me something new, I, I got into the titaniums. Yes, yeah. You know, and I was like, I've got to get a titanium. It sits on my desk and I don't know why I haven't put it on my wrist. It's probably because it's quite ugly, but I kind of love everything about it. But it sits on my desk and I'm just like going, that is because I went to the museum. Well, I think you have a bit of an affection for some of these quirkier designs along the way. I think you've picked up every unusual form watch (laughs) that we've had along the way. And I mean, in fairness, your titanium is the rarest of all the Emerson Fittipaldi uh, version with the box and everything. So it shows what a complete collector you are, George. It's it's really wonderful to see. I, yeah, I, I kind of geek out a lot. But, yeah. but the thing is, that's, you know, I, I, I fall in love with the watch. I fall in love with the design. I, you know, what's inside it, everything about it. But it's also how Tag Heuer has been very good at explaining the history. And, you know, I think, I think this podcast is the other side of it, is, you know, it, you, you don't even stop at kind of going, oh, here's this. You've, you really go in depth on, on why, why, why would you fall in love with this? You know, why do you fall in love with... And when you look at it, it is such a beautiful watch because it's, you know, if you go that square, it's become an icon. Mm. And you go to it and you go, that is noticeable around the world. And that's something I kind of go, there's not many watches that can really say, hey, this is the icon. Mm. And, you know, that is something that Tag Heuer has really, really done. But it's telling the story. Yeah. And for you, is is it the Monaco as the king of the collections or are you impossible to call between Carrera and Ottavia and the other families or there's something you have a strong preference um, for? For me, um, uh, I, I would say things like calculator. I freaking love calculators. I've, I just got a, I think it was a Beechcraft one that ah, I sent, yes, I yeah, sent yeah. you an image of. And I, 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 actually, my wife brought it for me for, uh, for Christmas. And I just loved it because it, it, it just... It reminded me back of the guy that... And it was just one of those things, and I just really loved getting it. But then I would say to you is... Um, I don't know, Montreal... I yeah. mean, like you guys did a re- reverb on the Montreal on the on the Carrera, oh, the one sixtieth, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just loved how you did that. I I think the Montreal's a great great case. I I do, of course. You have to say the Monaco because the Monaco is there. But I think there's so many other references. This weekend, I brought one Monaco and I brought so many other watches because I firstly. You arrive here and you know everyone's going to be wearing a Monaco in Monaco. So I was just like, okay, I've got to be a little bit different. So I, I, so for me, it was, a, you know, I was thinking Carrera, I was thinking Otavia, I was thinking GMT, you know, those things. You know, the Otavia GMT, I just thought that wonderful colorway, the, the case, the whole thing. So I, that's where I kind of probably been a little bit different. But I love, I love your references, but I, but I hate that I keep on discovering new. You know, I feel like I'm the boffin or, or, on the, some of the things. I'm like, and then I just see, I mean, I saw the most amazing, um, there was a most amazing Monza today. And I was, I was just like, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I hadn't seen, you know, that color with that wonderful brown dial with it. And it was just, it was a modern reference, mm. but it was just, it just looks so nice. I was like, oh, 
There, there we go. I've got to go and find something else on, on, on you know, whatever you get your kind of uh, addi- feeding your addiction on. Do you think you can approximate how many hoyas and tagoys you own at this point, or is it uh, impossible to calculate such a huge number now, George? Such a huge number? Oh, my God, that sounds scary. You must no. have hundreds by now, right? I've got quite a few. <laughs> I've got quite a few. I, I always say I've, I've got between zero and... Uh, whatever but it's never enough because you always kind of you're always going down that rabbit hole of finding discovering and that's the thing about tag hoyers is that is the discovery you've got some you know the the references and you were saying how i i'm I'm still collecting so i think that's every time i come over it is painful coming back because it's just like and you know do you need another watch no you never need another watch but do I buy another watch? Hell yes. I mean, like, why? You know, why do I, I, I... It's kind of like my brain doesn't engage. It's just like, I love, I want, I need. Yeah. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. And and that's, I think, amazing when you see the colorways, the, the, the design. You know, you think about the golf colorways. You know, that iconic blue and orange together. But then you go, okay... Yeah, then then we've got the Montreal colours, and then we've got you know Silverstone colours. You've got, and then you go on to the old yacht timers. That I, that's yeah. something else. I, I love the stopwatches. I love you know that's where Tag Heuer had been wonderful about timing. Mm. You know, this is it's a brand that is about timing. It's about timing of racing. I mean, even chess timers. I mean, like you know there. And then I saw in the Queen's Gambit, that was amazing to see the other chest. But, you know, those, every reference you look at is you go, oh, my God, why do I need it? I don't, I, I, you know, I do play chess with my son. Do we use a chess timer? Yes. Because I'm like, it, I, and I don't know why, and I don't know what's the reference of a chess timer, but my son and I love pressing this opposite each other because it's just funny. You're not actually timing the game, you're just pressing the buttons. No, no, for the we, we are timing the game because he just takes ages and then destroys me. It's like, okay. But you think about your iconic colours. And that was the other thing, you know, the wonderful navy blue, that wonderful blue that pops through. And just each one of these, that blue and white, and just there's some really cool colours that come out of the brand. And that's, that's where, you know, whatever you're wearing, whatever you're doing, it just complements. And it's so cool. And it's great hearing you, you know, talk so passionately about, you know, the colours and the aesthetics, because... I think we have to talk about Bamford Watch Department, really, don't we? Because, uh, you know, it, it's been a great friend for us at Tag Heuer. You know, he's been a wonderful partner between the Bamford Monaco and the Ac Racer that yeah. have been done together. But beyond that is the, the level of customization because, yes. you know, colour is, is such a key part. Today we live Definitely. in a world where luxury is about having what you want. And, you know, you saying this motivation to buy all these different things actually that that kind of plays into the same uh you know angle as uh, as the customization component so maybe yeah. we can talk a little bit about the beginnings with your monaco i think it was that started yeah. it and then how so, we are today so the monaco uh, that was honestly that was one of the best experiences because it was one of my first experiences into sad tag and and it was one of it was just a team to work with talk with go through and just be educated about the history i've always been a, a hoya fan and tag hoya fan so it's one of those things carbon monaco i just love the idea of a carbon case and it was just something that i i'm sure you know a lot of people have heard me talking about this watch but it is if i look at my collection it's the only watch that probably will never leave my it's like it's um and then 
doing something else, the Aqua Racer, I always wanted the ultimate tool watch. I wanted something that you could beat around, you could wear anywhere. Titanium, I just think, is such a cool material. And, you know, we used to always think about this as a future material, but it's now, it's like, you know, in some ways, steel's boring in comparison to titanium. You know, it, like, you look at precious metals versus titanium, you're like going, this, and, and it was like, it was the wonderful kind of, follow up on on to the Monaco and that was something that was amazing and you know flame orange that was one of my signature colors you know we've got our Banff aqua blue but the flame orange was just something and you guys have got that wonderful orange so it was like this wonderful play between the thing concentric circles on the titanium and just working with the team and it was just back and forth and and uh, I think there was a lockdown working between teams and that was quite amazing because our communication was very fluid. It was just, it's like, hey, we love this. This is, you know, and it was, it was just a, it's wonderful working with a team that you just go, yeah, okay, they get me and I get them and, and, and we know what we're doing. And then personalization. I mean, we, we do, I mean, I've got some wonderful customers that come in and do personalization with us. And, and that for me is something that when you're going through these iconic pieces, you know, the references, you know, now with Porsche colors, you know, everyone is like, oh my God, have you seen this? The Viper green, mm. you know, or the, or the, there was that wonderful mauve purpley kind of aubergine color that everyone's like, I want my dial to be this. And I want, and that for me is the great things. And what I love is pulling it back into your heritage and saying, well, why the hell are you not doing it this way? Why, you know, and, and then people making it theirs. Mm. So it is, you know, do I, I, you know, I've got quite a few personalized watches that I have done, that, you know, from Monaco. My wife has a beautiful Monaco and, and it is hers. It's exactly her style. But if you kind of pick four or five of the references, you can go, okay, I know where that comes from. But it's still going into her, her style, what she likes, and she rocks it. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is I love when there's something that is individual that I've, and, and the, Great thing is, when you're sitting, and I always think this test is when you sit on a commercial flight and someone goes, oh, I like that watch. Tell me about it. And that's what I love about personalization. I, um, you know, I also love it when uh, I, I flew back with my carbon Monaco when I first got it and, and I sitting next to someone and he was trying to kind of offer me money for it. So I was just like, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you know you've done a design that works when someone is like, hey, I want that. Uh, I mean, it's great for you to be talking about this this customization and people taking inspiration from all these different places. And it's amazing how you can look at our relationship to motorsport and you can look at all the different colors. And it's almost like a, a circle, you know, that uh, everything's a remix and everything comes back around. Um, I mean, is there anything that's still a big dream for you to create? Uh, maybe looking back at the history of the company and to, to reestablish, uh, what, what would you oh, love to, uh, oh. to work with? I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to, I, I don't want, cause there is honestly, there is two or three watches that I think are absolutely amazing. You know, I, I, you already, I already say to you is something like the dark Lord is absolutely amazing because for me, that is one of those watches that you go is freaking amazing. But I would say to you is I love the regatta because I think it is that case, the design, the black, the 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 way that you know it plays. It, it's just one of those those. It's an odd watch that really is beautiful, and you know you kind of go. It, it's it's one of those amazing things. And then I would just say to you something like a Solnar that is. So 
You've asked me a question that literally I could tell you about 20 references that I want to come back. I mean, even down to, you know, I saw the uh, Camaro today um, and I was just like, this just looks so cool. Could you imagine it as a modern interpretation of that? Now, the thing is, because I'm I'm a watch geek, I, I love it so much. And, and, you know, a lot of watch people will go, I want that back. But the commercial sense, and this is what I totally understand with Tag Heuer, is the commercial sense is tag, is a Monaco, is a Carrera. It really is an Octavia, an F1. Those are the things that are the ones that really, really stay in there. Uh, you know, the Aqua Racer, those, those are the stable of watches. And, I, and, you know, some of these watches that I beg, I beg you to bring back... Um, and I'm like, you know, I'll be first in line. I, I, I'll find you enough nutters like me to buy it. But, but it is one of those things where you go, I want, you know, these are watches that you'd want back. And so, you know, you're asking, I, I always talk about if, if it was a partnership of, of relationship, I always think of the Holy Trinity. What are the three watches that you'd want to do? And I feel like I'm always missing something with, uh, with Tag Heuer. So I will always beg for something to come back because I think it is a very cool thing. But you're, your executions and what, what Tagore Hoyer has done and what it is doing is just delighting because they're things that I would want to do. Mm. You know, I, you show me some of the things and I'm like going, hell yes, the future is very bright here. I mean, it, it, you know, I would say it's golf colours, but it's no, it's Tag Hoyer colours. And, and that is the thing is, you know, the original red and green, but it's really kind of going somewhere else. And, and I think that's where... I just love where it's going. So it is bright and, and the future is so exciting. I think there's one thing that I've never asked you, George, and maybe this is the thing to finish on. You know, you're always wearing a Soluna or the Skipper and you talk about the regatta. Do you have a strong connection to the world of sailing or water? Or is it just you love the colours and the design? What, what brings it to you? It's design. Honestly, I, I think, and this is probably me being me, but I, I, I never think sailing watches are are that i think the design is so damn cool i think the idea of them is so damn cool i don't think you know if you look at all the sailing things no one buys it because it's a sailing watch you know they buy it because it looks so damn cool or that's how i think it i i you know i'm not going to be sitting on a boat going oh i know what you know i know when i'm going to start the race or so you know you don't really i mean you look at every brand that's done a regatta timer and they've gone, oh, we're going to be doing this big exposure. This is what we're doing. This is how. And it flops. It's not, you know, because they've said it's connected to the sailing. For me, you know, like that Hoodinky Skipper. It was, here's a sailing boat, but really, it's just a damn cool watch. And that, for me, is what was very, very cool about it. It was, I was like, I, I understand the history. And you have to reference the history. But really, it's a cool watch. And that... You know, it's like, God, I want to steal this. And you want to steal... You know, I fell down the stairs trying to get that f online. Was like, I was just like, what the hell have I done that for? So for me, that, that's where I look at... I love, I love, I love, I love what the... You know, and there's so many I'm missing and so many things that I'm like going, oh, my God. I'm, but regatta timer, I just love the idea of the regatta timer. I love the design. Um, but then I also love, you know, the skippers and, and um, the sonars because I just think that the design is so beautiful and it's a beautiful execution. Yeah. So do I go to you and say, God, am I going to buy it because someone's sailing in it? No, I'm going to buy it because it's a damn cool watch. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I, 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 I know that you'll have to toe a line of kind of the, the, no. the business side, but I, I don't I don't see it as like a, I, I, I would find it kind of that bizarre thing of, of the big sailing boat or the something like that. I, I, you know, for me, it's just a beautiful photograph with, with an amazing watch. And that's exactly it, George. You know, fundamentally, the design has to be beautiful and it has to be executed well. Oh, Whatever yes. discipline it might be attached to is, is almost secondary. But when you look at the skipper and you look at the seafarer and the Solunar oh. and the Mariograph, they all had this incredible aesthetic quality. I mean, George, every time we're together, I feel like we could talk indefinitely Um, but at some point we do have to wrap it up but I just want to say it's been an immense pleasure talking today always so wonderful to be together and talking watches and all the other fun things that we discuss Um, and thank you very much for listening to today's episode of uh, The Edge podcast by Tag Heuer and do tune in for our, our next installment very soon thank you very much this has been a treat Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to The Edge and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you so much to George Bamford for joining us. I'm your host, Theo van den Bruecker, and I'll be back next month with another episode of The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.